0: Good morning. It's Monday, June 12th. I'm back in Atlanta uh, after my left coast trip. Uh, yesterday was a long day. I think four o'clock in the morning. I woke up uh, West Coast times so seven o'clock in the morning. Got home at about four. Dogs are home. All is good. Things are fine. Happy to be here. Uh, what you're seeing on the the, the screen, spy. I think I drew this one. I think I posted it in the newsletter. If you're not subscribed to the newsletter, please subscribe. I will have more work trips coming up where I can't do the podcast. I can't do the live YouTube. So the newsletter will include charts on those days where I don't do um, a podcast. I will be extra, um, extra uh, precise, abundant, whatever you want to call it, in the newsletter. Uh, I'll post charts, I'll post uh, price points, blah, blah, blah. I'll, I'll do everything that you guys need to do, need me to do. Again, if you guys have a request for the newsletter, drop it in the private Facebook group, drop it on Instagram, drop it on Twitter, wherever you want. Uh, just drop some type of suggestion for me. Hey, I want this. Hey, I want this stock. Um, you know, I want you to look at Tesla. Can you look at Tesla for me? Well, yeah, I can look at anything that you want me to. Doesn't mean I'm right, because you know what rule number one of this podcast is? Don't listen to a douche on the internet. Uh, But this is SPY. Again, if you got in the October lows, you're 20% up. It's the official bull market now. Uh, Doesn't feel like an official bull market because we've had a lot of pullbacks. We have a lot of trepidation about, uh, are we going into a recession? Um, A lot of kind of you know, hey, there's a lot of bad news out there that could potentially come. Um, So that's where we're at. But, you know, remember earlier last month, I think there was the triple play of uh, CPI data, um, inflation numbers, and then the Fed. Will the Fed pause? Will the Fed hike? Well, uh, we got three big days. Tomorrow is CPI. So you got uh, the, the consumer price index, which shouldn't include inflation. Wednesday is the pro, uh, producer price index uh, and the Fed. So Wednesday, the Fed is likely to pause on Wednesday. 72% chance that the market has priced in a pause. That's huge because if for some reason Jerome Powell and the, the, the Fed decide, hey, we're not going to pause. We're going to raise another half point and start breaking shit again, uh, you could see this market come down. There was a JP Morgan article over the weekend, I think, that I read. Maybe it was Friday. Um, but it, it had a huge warning about the, the the bond market that is pricing in a recession, but the actual stock market is pricing in a soft landing. Uh, if we get into a recession and the bond market is correct, and it's an extended recession... Uh, they expect the uh, S&P to pull back to at least 20%. So would put us back to the October lows. If you go down, de- you know, again, a, a 20% drop, remember a 20% drop typically means you almost need double. If you drop um, 50%, you need 100% in order to gain your way back so it's, it's it's not great to trade in your core portfolio out of this, but make sure you uh, you've got investments that are good. I talk about it all the time a lot of my investment is Apple uh, Apple has done great it's not that I'm a genius it's just that Apple has done well I've been telling you guys ever since it hit 120 in January I said hey it, it's just too good to, to to not buy. can you go down to 80 absolutely but there's just too much good. Um, in Apple, uh, they're getting away from just iPhone. They got the the the, the glasses that are coming out next year. Um, I, I think 180 is your point price point on this one. I think anything under 180 is a good price to buy. They're buying back 90 billion dollars in stock. So again, Apple's got a, a couple of these gaps down here. Uh, we, there, there was a good question on the uh, the Facebook group. What's a gap? Well, here. This is the gap, and I'm going to put this in the, uh, the newsletter, um, this, this Investopedia article, and it goes over what how to play the gaps, and you can read it. There's, it just know, here, here's my overview of gaps. When you see gaps like this, they're like magnets. Uh, the, the stock will typically, the larger the gap, the more likely it is to go back to that gap. Doesn't always have to cover that gap, though. Um, It's just a, a a form of reference for you to look at. I'll include that link to Investopedia with the gap. But when I say gaps, that's what I mean. Here's the great thing about TrendSpider. TrendSpider has an indicator called Gap Snake. So no matter what time frame you're on, again, remember a gap is just a uh, a space in between candles. So for instance, this one, you closed at uh, 157. 157 was the high on this candle. Well, the next candle, the low was 159. You got a gap between 157 and 159. That's all it is. It's simple. It's sometimes extremely hard to see, uh, specifically on shorter timeframes when you have smaller candles uh, because the, the time frame just doesn't allow for huge swings. But what I like about TrendSpider This gap snake and it identifies the gaps. So it tells me when I look at this chart, hey, there's a gap right here between 175 and 176. Most likely Apple will come back to that. That's not a huge swing. Now, the gap here down to 166, eh, that might be a little bit of a swing because you've got some volume shelves forming up here between 178 and 180 and 175. So getting down to that 166, you'll have to pass the 50 day. You'll have to pass a lot of these moving averages. And, and right now, the trend is so much in the favor of Apple that I would say getting back down here will take some type of market or company catalyst. I just don't see it happening. Um, so that's what I mean when I talk about gaps. Uh, but yeah, th- that was asked in our private Facebook group. If you're not part of that group, uh, uh, the link tree is down below. Everything that you need to know about this podcast, About me, it's all in the link tree. Just go to the link tree. You can sign up for the newsletter, sign up for TrendSpider. You can sign up for the private Facebook group, follow all the socials, all of that stuff. Um, Let's talk about insider sales. There were three very large insider sales last week. First is Netflix, Reed Hastings, Uh, and we can pull up, uh, let's see, uh, insiders. Here is, well, I guess you can't see that behind my head. Um, but Reed Hastings, um, he sold, uh, what, do $10 million worth uh, last year. That just means he needed to pool in his uh, Paris house. So it's not huge, but it's enough that yeah, maybe you're getting a little stretched. But remember I talked about gaps. And if we go to the daily here, um, there's still a huge gap that needs to be filled from Netflix, and they're getting a lot of press about how, the, how well they're doing with this password um, sharing stuff. The gap here is between 457 and, say, 500. I think you're getting up there. You're trading at 419 right now, 419. Uh, you had this golden cross right here of the 50-day over the 200-day. Your 200-day, this is a daily. Your 200-day is positive. Your 50 days is positive. Your 9-day is 28 positive, And your 21-day is positive. Sure, there's gaps in here, but are, are you upset? I think my, my dollar amount on uh, Netflix, swing trade is 400. I just don't know that it gets down to 400. So I think 418, I think you're safe because here's what I always say. A good company with good earnings, with good products and good profits, actually gets back to its price. And I think you're going to get back to that $600 price. It might be a long-term hold, uh, you know, hold where you get back to that price. But you got a writer strike going on where there's no real new content being. Ju- so you know, Netflix is saving a bunch of money um, by n- not having new content. They're expanding their user base. By uh, you know, shrinking the, by basically saying, "Hey, you can't share passwords," I think it's a good stock to buy. I really do. Uh, here we can go over to the the valuations a little bit stretched, um, but they are making money. PE is forty nine. Forward PE is twenty nine. That's a bit stretched. It's up forty two percent. Average target price is three seventy, and you're trading at four twenty. That's just because. These guys haven't covered in a while. Last uh, upgrade here, April 19th, where they moved it from 350 to 390. I just think with, when their earnings come out, which is, uh, let's see, next earnings, July 18th, I think you're going to hear a lot of talk about uh, subscriber base expanding. Um, so I, I do think that you can see that. So here's Reed Hastings, June 1st, $10 million worth. So next one. That was a big insider sale. PanW, um, the, the CEO, uh, sold $120 million worth of shares. Now, PanW is a cybersecurity stock. Your boy here owns it. Uh, I say the swing on this one is 200. It's trading at 221, was just introduced into the S&P 500. I think this is a great, great stock to own. Uh, but I do think that you should get it under 200. You had this golden cross back here on the earnings in February where that 50 day crossed up. You haven't looked back. Honestly, you just haven't looked back. So, if you got it back here in January at 138, kudos to you. I just think that this one, again, it's a little bit stretched um, as far as the price goes at 220. I don't know that you're getting back to 200. The average target price is 235. So, you still have some upward momentum there. Uh, Year to date, you're up 57%. If we scroll down here, chief executive officer, there you go, 120 million bucks. of He sold it to 225 219 So this is probably where you might want to take some profits if you're hitting the long term. I do think that that one's a good one long term. Uh, and the third one is AMD. AMD, which is chip company, their earnings are coming up um, in August. So there's nothing, but their product day, I believe is this week. There is some news on AMD and it's, it's, listen, Lisa Su sold $36 million worth of shares. She probably needed to put, you know, maybe she needed a a new engine on her jet. I mean, that's essentially what that is. Um, but if you got in here at 90 under 100 was the price point on AMD. I think back here we were saying, Hey, around 80, it's a great buy. Um, chips we'll be getting. Do- this is next to NVIDIA. This is your next best innovative AI chip. And if Oracle announces in their earnings this week, and we'll go over Oracle. If Oracle announces in their earnings this week that they're doing some type of deal with AMD, expect this one to shoot up. Today, you're up 3% to 128. You, you don't have a lot of volume uh, up here, uh, volume shelf, But you do have this gap here between um, 111. It's about 108 and 115. If we get back there, it would be uh, you. I I would suggest you buy it. I mean, I I really would. The support level there is good. If we go over here to uh, you can see the valuation. This is Finviz. Uh, The PE is 518. The forward PE is 30. It's up 92 percent year to date. Your average target price is 106 and you're trading at 124. Uh, The last, uh, Piper Sandler, Overweight, they upped it to 150. So 124 to 150, that would be a great move. And you can see down here, Lisa Sue. yeah, there you go, $40 million worth. So $40 million at about 122, 36 million bucks. So um, that's a big one. I'm going to talk about a bonus one. With insider sales. And this is an absolute um, just schoolbook. Uh, uh, S, Let me see. It's SMCI. I think SMCI is it. This is a recent pump uh, of stock. It got some type of news that they were doing something with NVIDIA and AMD and the chip company, Super Micro Computer. This uh, was an absolute 200%. You're, you were trading back here May 1st at 105. But look, look way back here in November. You were at 60, 70. You're trading at $260 right now. $260. If we go over uh, Finviz and we look at SMCI, we can see their PE is 24. It's not crazy. Forward PE of 23. Um, they had, they're up 218% year to date, but this is what I want to focus on is when you look at, you know, through, uh, May 30th, um, you know, you have some buys here, May 11th, uh, 400,000 from a director. You know what? He just sold all of that. So they're, they're looking at, you know, 20, $30 million worth of sales here at 227. That when insiders start selling at these extended prices, they're basically saying, "Huh, we never thought it would get this high, so you know we're going to get out." The gap here between one sixty seven and one ninety one absolutely will be filled. Absolutely will be filled. So SMCI, I just don't see this being a super powerhouse. Eh, I don't know much about it, but I-, I can tell you in my world, it's not a powerhouse. It is simply. Um, Something that you probably should listen to insiders and maybe take a move on. Tesla, 11 straight days uh, of gains. 11 straight days. This is just an absolute powerhouse of a stock. Um, uh, 163 was the buy-in here May 1st. You're seeing this 50-day, 50-day, 200-day, 9-day, 21-day, all moving positive, all with confirmation way up there. You've got a gap, and I said this before, um, gaps are not always filled, but they're more likely um, to actually be filled when, they, uh, when you get close. And when you get close to this one between 257 and 265, that one most likely is going to get covered on this run. Uh, and I think I said it last week, uh, if, if you're in this one long term, maybe time to trim, and wait for a pullback. You did just have the golden cross, so the the run may continue on this one. And and that golden cross is usually pretty strong. Uh, you can see when it crossed up here in August, you really didn't have a ton of run. Again, uh, when it crossed up here in February, you really didn't have a ton of run. Uh, so I, I'm I'm slightly concerned with this this cross not being super strong. Could be wrong, but I'd say if you hold this long term maybe take it maybe wait to buy it around 200 again because we don't see a lot of volume up here um in this territory if i pull it back to its uh highs let's see we're gonna pull it back here to the last time it sold up here There's not a whole lot of people selling holding up here that 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 volume shelf is right at 230 so if you're holding long term i would say trim it if you're holding short term, understand that your tax basis on this will be your highest tax bracket that you pay. So, say you're in the twenty four percent tax bracket, and remember, it's like a glass of milk: zero to eleven thousand, you pay zero. So, if you only make eleven thousand dollars, you pay zero. Uh, and then from eleven thousand up, it's it's a, a marginal tax rate. So, it's not like all of your tax. You know, you, you have to look at your effective tax rate to look at it, but your short-term tax um, tax gains, it's on your highest level. So understand you could be paying up to 35% in taxes if you sell short-term. Why not hold it for a year? This is a stock that has had staying power. It ha- When it's ever lost, it's come back. So in my mind, again, good products with good companies, with good management, with good earnings, you just buy and hold it. So if you're in short-term, I would say don't trim it. But if you want to, hey, that's your prerogative. I'd say long-term, I would be trimming. I am not long-term in this one. I actually don't hold a position. I took some short-term gains in this. Um, but that's withstanding, with me knowing that uh, I will probably pay zero because of some tax loss harvesting that I did earlier in the year. Um, so uh, let's get to some people who asked me to look at stuff. Uh, Aiden from Instagram asked me to look at Baba. And I brought up BABA. I said at the 80s, I think you should buy it. Um, when it dipped down here, I said, you know, under 80? This was my price point for BABA, under 80. At 86 and I'm buying? Yeah. Uh, I, the 50 days turned positive. Um, in my mind, I think if you're comfortable investing in China, I think you're good. Here's what you have to understand about BABA. It is back to where it was selling, back here. Uh, in December 2016. This has been a stock that has not been able to find a bottom yet. It found this bottom back here in 2022 at about 58. That slide right there was legendary. Your boy was holding all the way through this slide. I think I bought um, back here just after COVID um, when it was around 200. Uh, and I wrote it all the way up to 300. Didn't sell, sold it around this time. Yeah, wasn't great, about 141. Uh, But I've been looking to get back in. I'm just not sure this is the time. But I do think 80. I think you're putting in your bottom at 80. Honest to God, I think 80 is your bottom. You can see 100 used to be the price point here. It got up there once. I think I would move this down to 80. Um, And I don't know if I can move it. Let's see. I guess I can't move it. Um, But... 80, I think, is your price point there. So, Aiden, just be comfortable. You know, investing in China, the 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 economy is not working as well uh, as some people had thought. Baba is one of those that, hey, with one headline, this could go back down to fifty. And remember, you're, when you're buying Baba, you're not buying a piece of the company; you're buying a shell company in the Cayman Islands that actually has ties to BABA. So if the rhetoric with China and the US gets really, really bad, China's law about foreign nationals not being able to hold uh, any Chinese company stock, that's why it's a shell company in the Cayman Islands. Uh, China could easily say, you know what? We're not gonna allow anybody to do that so that shell company's no good, you absolutely get zero. The Chinese, uh, Chinese could absolutely 100% do that. So just be aware of that. And it goes for, I think we're going to go over JD or Pinduoduo as well. Um, Max on Instagram, he thinks uh, MasterCard is due for a a, a bounce. Um, This one has, I mean, this one and Visa have been on a run. Um, Back in, in October of last year, I said when MasterCard dips below 300, I thought it was a fantastic buy. Uh, Mastercard and Visa, so you know, um, if we look at some of their fundamentals in um, in Finviz, the the PE is thirty. I mean, these guys are basically it's a financial company that's being valued as a tech company because let's be honest, that's what Mastercard and Visa do. They allow you to spend your cash using a plastic piece of card, uh, and that technology is not cheap. It's innovative, but it's worldwide. It's accepted. Eh, it's kind of like the Bitcoin of the uh, the Boomer world. So, your PE on MasterCard is 36, your forward PE is 25, Um, the average target price is 428, and you're sitting at 369. Now, I want you to remember the PE is 36 and the forward PE 25, because when we go to Visa, which is the gold standard, uh, your PE is actually less 29 and 22. So, in my mind, which one's better? I would say Visa is better than Mastercard just because of the PE and the changes. They uh, understand they're different companies. They're they're different companies and they are different on their trading pla- uh, trading dollars as well. Um your target price on on Visa is 268. You're trading at 223. So I th- I think Mastercard may have a better opportunity just based if you believe the target prices um but again i you know the january was the last coverage of mastercard and that's when they said hey it's 425 is our target price um from an insider's perspective you're seeing a bunch of sales around 380 and 390 you're trading right now at about 369 i agree with you i think it's due for a little bit of a bounce i don't know that it's as big a bounce as i'm willing to take a chance on if you're playing options might be worthwhile. Here's the algorithm though. And this is what's interesting is you're up what, 1.45% today. The algorithm got you out on Friday. Um, And and I see this gap up here between 381 and 385. It's just looking like the 200 day is going to provide you support. In my mind, I think you get this under 370. Uh, I think 370 might be a good short term play on this one. Just, I mean, if we draw a line at 370, let's just draw a line at 370 right here. Um, It's going to, yeah, we're down a little, I did a little crooked, but you can see 370 right there. If you buy at 370, I think you're good. It's at 374, kind of a rounding error. But Max, I would say 370 on on, Instagram, on, on uh, MasterCard is probably the best. Butch from Facebook, he wrote, um, I'll read you some of the... Can I get your thoughts on Dish? Um, uh, a friend asked him about... He lives in the UK. Butch lives in the UK. So I'm going to go on a little bit of rant. I'm not going to read your, your... If you're in the Facebook group, you can read Butch's complete post about Dish. Um, but I'll, I'll go on a little bit of a rant. As a former... Executive within the cable uh industry. And I wasn't a top executive. I was just a grunt worker. Uh, but I did have a what senior manager I don't even know what I was. But uh I I was I worked for Cox, I worked for Comcast, uh Comcast, I worked for um Time Warner, I worked for a bunch of them. So I was well aware of Dish. Here's my take on Dish. Uh if you don't know, Charlie Ergen is the CEO, he is uh, and the founder he is notoriously frugal to the point where executives share hotel rooms on business trips. If you're going to a conference, say you're going to CES in Vegas uh, and you're a dish guy, dish employee, you're sharing a hotel room, including Charlie Ergen shares hotel rooms uh, with people as well. So he 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 kind of puts his mouth, money where his mouth is. He's not like treating you differently than he's treated himself. Um, I was never a fan of that. I never looked at, kind of getting into that um but Dish Network has been the stepchild of DirecTV. DirecTV is the one that had the Sunday ticket that just lost the Sunday ticket and DirecTV was built on sports. Both of these companies relied on contracts and satellite services to provide you TV service. And that's all they did well was TV services. That's it. So it was like, you know, their, their target goal was between $100 and $120 a month to provide you TV services. They'd suck you in with like a $40 a month for the first year. And then the second year was huge and it would be free installation. They, the, the one thing that they really did well, and both DISH and DirecTV did much better than the cable industry, was actually the technology of the box in your house. Uh, and they did that really well. Unfortunately, DISH has not kept up with some of their uh, innovative strategy. They were the first to do a streaming service with Sling, uh, which is, I think, it's still one of the cheapest out there at like 19, 20 bucks per month. You don't get great channels. It's not a great experience. If you have customer service issues, typically it's not that great. What these guys have that is just ultimately um, a good thing is Spectrum. And they have 5G spectrum to launch their own um, mobile service. Here's what I'm hearing, and I'm just reading it, and I'm not an expert on this, so please do your own due diligence. But I've been told that they have been uh, said to, uh, hey, shit or get off the pot. They're sitting on this 5G spectrum. They bought it for billions of dollars to build this network. They haven't built the network, so the spectrum's sitting out there not getting used. Well, The rumor hit last week, and that's what you're seeing, this bounce up here from uh, about $6.70 all the way up to $7.80. The bounce up was that Amazon is going to get into the cell phone business. So as a Prime member, you could get unlimited service, uh, including 5G, from Amazon for $10 a month. And Amazon Prime would subsidize that with your uh, Prime membership. That's the rumor that came out. I think it's probably true that the, the Amazon and Dish would be the ones to do this. Now, I know Charlie Ergen's negotiating style and I know Amazon's negotiating style because I have actually interviewed uh, at both companies. Uh, I wasn't going to take the Dish job, uh, but it's always good to interview with your competitors just to understand what they're looking at and blah, blah, blah. So I interviewed with them. Uh, I understood what they were necessarily looking for, and I understand the, the negotiating styles of both. I don't, I think those butt up and, and it doesn't work out unless Dish is de- desperate to use their 5G. That's the only thing that will save this company because, to be honest, Sling it is a cost heavy service for running a. Uh, Uh, a streaming service because of the the cost of the the programming contracts and the technology uh it is cost heavy for them uh the actual dish tv service their consumer base is dying off Uh, if you've got kids name a kid who watches tv they watch screens not a tv so they don't watch any live programming other than maybe sports Um, but They want a screen, they want YouTube, they want Netflix, they want Hulu, they don't want TV, and DISH is behind the TV portion. So it's a dying, sinking ship. The 5G service is the only thing that will save this. Um, I just, again, am I willing to take the chance that DISH runs this well? I just don't think it's a, a good company, with good management, with good products, Uh, makes, you know, we'll get back there. This is a eh, company with eh, management, with eh, products, with eh, earnings. It's just, you know, they should be a cash cow. They're just not. The average target price is $16.80. You're trading at $6.59. It's down 53% year to date. Um, You've got a bunch of buys by James DeFranco, who's the director. Just look at the value of the buys. And that's all in August, March. I mean, he's buying a sinking ship. I don't know this James DeFranco dude, but he's buying a ton. Is that James DeFranco, the uh, director? I, I doubt it. But again, he's buying a sinking ship. I just don't see this being a $16 stock. Um, June 5th, downgrade the benchmark company, buy, for, uh, buy to hold. Um, Citigroup, May 25th, buy to neutral, 18 to $8. It's sitting up there at at the target price of sixteen dollars because some of these people that have been older in 2022 have not brought their price targets down from 44, 30. You're trading at $6.59, and these fuckers haven't brought down their price targets. That's the only reason it's up there. So while I think it could butch, I, I really think it could be um uh a a decent uh bet. I just don't know that you're going to make it back up there. I mean, with that 200 day, remember the market that you're in, you're in a bull market, (laughs) Uh, an AI market, a technology market. And this one is just, I mean, it just, it's sinking. So I, I, I'd stick to the trend. Um, The other one that Butch wants is Dollar General. And Dollar General, what I told him to do in the private Facebook group is to do a long-term chart of this one because I do think that these have been beaten down, uh, specifically Dollar General and Dollar Tree. And what you can typically do is look at pre-COVID. Remember, COVID was the great thing that happened to a lot of stocks and, and specifically Dollar General and people looking to save money, Dollar Tree. Um, these were you know sprouted up in, uh, they, they were growing. Uh, if you drive in rural Georgia, in the rural south you will pass a dollar general and it's just this box store with preservative filled foods um and there's nothing necessarily the only things refrigerated i think are the beer and the uh and the the, the sodas uh everything else in that store is uh either vacuum packed like tuna uh or it's uh just got preservatives where the expiration date is uh you know 12 years from now uh where people can bring it up into space and eat it later Um, But go back to COVID Uh, and COVID, you're at 155, you're trading at 151. That's where it was pre-COVID. That's where it was going to wind up back. And it's just made that trip. And it made that trip from 222 just down here within three weeks. So they've got some problems uh, with rising interest rates. These guys are paying more uh, for their expansion and they're just not able to justify the the, the, the cost of that expansion right now with higher interest rates. So in my mind, I think that's where you look at. I think you do have a support level there at about 144. If you wanted to trade it, it's not a crazy expensive stock anymore. uh, Like it was back up there in the 300s or so. The PE is 14. Um, The dividend 1.54. It's down 38% year to date. Uh, Average target price is 193. So I, I just, you know, look at all those June downgrades. 170, 178, 180. It's still not down to where it was, but I think 140 is probably your bounce up point if you wanted to invest in this. Me, eh, I'm on the AI train. I'm taking that AI train uh, all the way to the station until it slows down. So Dollar General to me is not an AI trade. I'm staying away from it. Uh, PDD Holdings for Melissa on Facebook. She wants me to look at this one. Uh... It's coming back to this gap between 83 and 90. Um, I I think I covered this one before their earnings and said, hey, this one could pop. Um, it, It just looked like it had put in a bottom. The 200 day is still negative. That 200 day, if it crosses that 200 day at 78, I think you're coming back to fill this gap all the way up to 90. I would probably wait till it breaks and closes above 78. If it breaks and closes above 78, I think you're going to use that 200-day as support. The 50-day, the 9-day, and the 21, they're all positive, but that 200-day is still negative. Uh, with the RSI up at uh, 66 and the MACD kind of being stretched, I'm a little, it's, it's the same thing as Tesla. I mean, you know, just in a smaller state. I mean, look at Tesla's stock with that recent rise, and look at the, the MACD being stretched, and look at that RSI. PDD is kind of the same thing, except the difference is buying into PDD, you're buying into a stock that may not actually get back to its highs if, you know, versus Tesla. Tesla will absolutely get back to its highs. This one, you're just starting your, your 200 day, which is still positive on the weekly. You're just under it. Um, I just don't know from a China stock that you're getting back to 202. There's, there's too much, too much in there. Um, my weekly stock pick. By the way, if you haven't subscribed to my newsletter, which is Daily Stock Pick, dailystockpick.substack.com, uh which uh, it shows up in your uh in inbox every day uh, after I record the podcast so you can use the notes, listen to the podcast, watch the YouTube, get on the socials, everything that I post. But my weekly stock, you want to look at this one. Uh, Here's his cumulative rate of return, 1% in 2023. Doesn't sound great, but the Dow hasn't been doing all that well. And remember, his My Weekly Stock Pick is based on the Dow, so he's only got 30 stocks to pick from. But look at 2022, 13% gain. This guy had a 13% gain, and it's free. Uh, He provides you one stock to buy on Monday. So if you got a full-time job, there's no reason not to subscribe to his newsletter. Uh, None. Subscribe to both. The only newsletter that I recommend is this one and mine. That's it. I mean, you know, I I subscribe to a couple of others, but nothing, you know, I think they're lawn and uh, dog stuff. So, but his stock this week is one that I'm not sure to buy. His algorithm is a little bit different than mine. I don't know his algorithm. Uh, Boeing is his stock. You're in this one, the algorithm has you in. Uh, And I've said buy it whenever it's under 200. I think Boeing has had some problems. I think you're going to see some news this week. I'd be a little bit careful. The algorithm does have you in. So if you're in this one, I, know, I wouldn't necessarily sell it, but I'd be a little bit careful buying up here at 217. Um, you, know, you only He's looking for 1% or 2% gains uh, in the Dow stocks. They typically are not uh, that volatile. Uh, but you do have this tiny gap here. You, know, you can see it right here, 211 to 212, which has already been covered. There's nothing on the downside that I see that, oh my God, it's negative. Uh, what I do see that could be a huge uh, catapult for this one is the 50-day going back over the 200, the golden cross. Now, the last time that the 50-day crossed up on, on the 200-day was way back here in November 22. Uh, November 22, it was trading at about 172. It's a great trade. I mean, if you're holding today and you bought at 172 the last time it crossed up, I think it's a great trade. Uh, If you take a look at a long-term chart of Boeing, are you upset if you hold this one? Probably not. You're at the 200-day. I mean, you're probably not crazy, uh, but what what this company is lacking is good management. I I just don't believe in the management of this company. I continue to say it's part of my core portfolio because I think at some point the dividend comes back and then this is a $300 stock. I think when they announce a dividend again, I think it's a $300 stock. Um, They just can't do it right now. Uh, They're having some production issues. Uh, I think Joe has always mentioned to me, hey, they're just a shit, you know, uh, they've got a ton of management problems. Uh, And Joe continues to point that out to me. So, uh, but I like Boeing under 200. So be careful. It's, it is his stock, uh, the weekly stock pick. There's no reason not to subscribe to his newsletter. His newsletter is myweeklystock.substack.com. My newsletter is dailystockpick.substack.com. Two different algorithms, two different newsletters. His comes out on Saturday with a market recap. And on Monday, you get an email with what stock to buy. Let's talk about scans. First one is UNH. UNH finally has a MACD cross up. Uh, this one the pri- the target the price that I always say is under 500 buy it, over 500 sell it. We might be pulling that back to about 495 to 490. Uh, you're over your 200 day here. You got in at 480 right here. Your boy here holds it long term at about 480, 485 somewhere in that neighborhood uh but UNH had a cross up. Second cross up is a uh oil bear. SEO. SEO had a cross up here at 2675. It is up 7% today. 7%, 2865. Oils are getting killed. Uh, again, if we're heading into a recession, energy is going to slump. Uh Exxon is down 1%. Um PXD is down 1%. Oxy is down 0. 0.32. Devon Energy down 0.28. So your energy is getting hit today. So SEO had a cross up. Uh, another one. I have my uh, fireside cat chat with Kathy Woods on Wednesday. But Sark. This is a uh, 1.5 short innovation. Uh, the ARKK. Had a cross up here at 37.55. The ARCs have been on a run. Eh, maybe it's time for them to pull back. So player SARK. Uh, another cross up is Hershey. HSY, this one has been eh, tanking of recent. Uh, You had buy here 259, got you out with a two percent loss, got you back in at 255. This is coming off a 22 percent gain, which you could have gotten out significantly higher. Uh, You have this gap; it's been covered. um, You know, up here, I think you're going to use this 200 day, probably at 250. If you like Hershey's, 250 is not a bad price point to get in. It's still a little bit expensive, but Hershey's a great company. Uh, one that has earnings that had a cross-up is Adobe. Adobe right now, they have earnings at uh, June 15th. You can see it's a secondary cross-up. The initial cross-up was when it dipped under the 200-day at 344 And we're in an AI hype rally. If you have not seen the Photoshop AI, it is phenomenal. Makes me want to subscribe to Adobe products. It is unbelievable the AI that is now in Adobe Photoshop. Uh, Really, really good. This gap down here between 368 and 374, unless for some reason they announce, you know what, all this hype of AI, we don't see it happening and we're going to pull that out of our Photoshop. Then you're going to see this back down at 300. You have that 50-day bouncing off the 200 just, God, I couldn't have drawn it closer. Uh, You got this gap up here between 440 and 453. Uh, It has a cross up that MACD is super high. The RSI is at 75, a little bit stretched. Um, If we look at a long term of Adobe, you're looking at this one just crossing the 200 day. So is 463 crazy? Probably not. I mean, let's look at some of the um, uh, some of the fundamentals here. You've got a 44 PE25 forward. You're up 38%, your average target price is 435 and you're trading at 463. Um, but it hasn't been covered. June 9th was the last one. They're saying 525 from Wells Fargo. So, uh, you know, Adobe, they're doing AI right. This is the consumer faced a- facing AI stuff. Um, so I think that that's a good one. Um, if you again if you haven't seen it just Google uh, Adobe Uh, Photoshop, AI, and you'll see a bunch of stuff. Uh, Next one, next cross up, Netflix. I think I talked about this one earlier. I can't remember what I had for breakfast, so maybe I talked about this. But Netflix with the uh, password sharing stuff, this is a $500 stock. It'll cover gaps all the way up. It's a secondary cross up. Look at how high that MACD is. The RSI is at 69. Same thing with Adobe. Um, Even with the insider trade, it's I mean, it's a bit stretched, but I don't see this one as crazy just based on the historical fact uh, that it's a $600 stock at its all-time highs. Uh, Another cross-up that we had was T-Mobile. T-Mobile, I was shocked at some people showing me the speeds that they're getting on mobile -Mobile. T-Mobile. This one came down with that news about uh, Amazon potentially getting into uh, the cell phone service. And they're slightly disappointment in earnings. They're just not growing as much as they were. I don't know how you continue to grow at the growth that they have, but you're seeing this gap between 132 and 138. Unlike uh Netflix and Adobe, you're seeing this MACD super low cross up. You're seeing the RSI 41, 131.38. 130, you're trading at 130 right now. If we look at a long-term chart of this one, uh, you can see I think you see you use that uh that 200-day as a support level at 121. I'm not super stoked about this one, but if you like you know, T-Mobile and you have T-Mobile service, I do not. I have Visible service. And if you're spending more than $30 a month, uh, $25 a month on your phone service, down below there's a coupon code for uh, uh, $20 off your first month. Uh, Visible is provided by Verizon. I use it myself. I love it. It's uh, for me. Um, because I have so many referrals, it's five bucks a month. Uh, so you know, share it with your friends and family. But it's got eSIM, which is great because if you don't want to port your number over right away, you can test an eSIM against uh, uh, against your current, th- and it's only five dollars because the coupon code down below saves you twenty dollars. So from a from a um, cell phone point standpoint, that's what I would do. BlackRock uh, has a cross up, and it's a secondary cross up. You had your initial one here at six forty six. Just getting back above the 200-day. Nothing super crazy here. Um, this is kind of a real estate, you know, play. Uh, again, they probably have some some exposure to higher interest rates, um, to some of the commercial stuff, but eh, nothing crazy. Uh, and the final one, they have earnings coming up this week. And this is a podcast favorite, and I always say this, uh, but your boy doesn't own it. And I regret not owning it. But it's Oracle. Oracle's earnings are, I think it's tomorrow after the bell, let's see, Uh, post-market June 12th, oh, it's today after the bell, Uh, 114, you've got a gap up here, Uh, most likely you're going to hear a lot of AI talk, Uh, Uber is all, I'm sorry, Oracle is the one that's taking Uber from premise to cloud, Um, so there's some significant revenue there, Um, but it's run so much. I just, I mean, again, I, I just don't know. They could blow it out of the, out of the water on earnings. I mean, they could absolutely destroy earnings and you'll see this one pop. Um, but that extension there, it, you're trading at 52 week highs. The, the previous 52 week high was 110. Um, if we go back from a long-term standpoint, you're, I think you're at all time highs. Let's see. Um, yeah. I mean, you're at all time highs here on Oracle. So it, there's no double top. There's no top to it. There's better places to put your money with less risk. But Oracle, they do what Apple does, which is just buy back stock and retire it. So uh, if you like that stuff, uh, it's good for you. Okay. Uh, Remember, subscribe to two newsletters, My Weekly Stock and Daily Stock Pick, both at dubs.substack.com. They're at TrendSpider. If you like what what you saw on TrendSpider, uh, you can, you know, with the entries and exits and blah, 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 all of those things take emotions out of your trade. There is so much more in Transpider that I don't use, but I like to make things simple uh, and I like to take emotion out of my trade. Transpider is 25% off using the code DSP25. I'll give you my algorithm. I'll give you my watch list. I'll give you my um, scanners. I'll give you everything that I have so that you can um, basically use these tools yourself. Um, so that's it. Okay, I will talk to you tomorrow. Have fun.